It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas at Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I want to thank each one of our listeners for tuning in today. I am so very grateful for each one of you. And I am just so very excited today to have with me our monthly returning diva, Deb Matlock. And she is going to speak about animal and nature communication. Wow, this makes me excited. I am just overly excited today. So, Deb, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Absolutely. Thank you so much. My name is Deb Matlock, and I live in Colorado. And I have a small business called Wild Rhythms, and I focus on sacred connection to nature and to animals and to the world of spirit. And animal and nature communication is one of my favorite topics and near and dear to my heart, and I think it's a a really exciting one to be chatting about. So I really appreciate the opportunity to to connect today. Oh, oh, you're so welcome. I am so excited to have you share about animal and nature communication. And when you said your wild rhythms, that just reminds me of your website, The Earth, Animals, and Spirit, and how it all comes together in animal and nature communication. Well, can you explain to our listeners just a little bit on how it is possible to even communicate with nature and the animals? Yeah, that is a question. I I love the answers to that question because the answers to that question are just about as varied as there are people interested in that question. <laughs> and I, I think that it kind of goes back a little bit where we have to sort of look at ourselves as, you know, we are beings in this ecological world, and so we are surrounded by all this life, you know, whether it's plants or animals, you know, our dog or the birds in the trees. And we all live together. We all interact together. So whether we're consciously saying, I want to have all the communication, I really want to dig in, or we're just sort of moving through our days, you know, we, we impact each other. We we influence each other. You know, you walk into a, a yard where there's a bird in a tree and the bird sees you, the bird starts to chirp and says, hey, there's somebody in the yard. You know, you look up, you see the bird, everybody's acknowledging each other. There's a communication so on the one hand, I think it's one of the most natural things we can do. And on the other hand, it feels so um, mystical in a way because of the way that we've removed ourselves from the um, accepting that we communicate with the world around us all the time. It may not be that we sit down and have a cup of tea or talk like you and I are right now, <laughs> but we're, we're constantly communicating. And so it can happen in a bunch of different ways, which we can um, we can chat about some of that here today. But so many different ways, so many different expressions of our, our connection and our communication. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, that's a beautiful way to describe it because so many thoughts were coming to my mind because so many times, like even this morning, I had the windows open in the house and I could hear the birds chirping. And they're just they're just so happy and so vibrant on what they're doing out there. And, and the sun was shining so bright. and it, it was just It was just beautiful. 
And last evening, there was a beautiful rainbow in the sky, and it was just a half a rainbow. And it was just, it was, oh, my word, it was just beautiful. It was just like it was saying it is a beautiful world and there is such peace if you just look for it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I I, yeah. I just thought that was beautiful. Well, do you feel like the uh, communication kind of comes sometimes through through different senses, like maybe through energy vibes or maybe like hearing the birds and what or even our spiritual senses? How do you feel that we communicate these ways? What are some of the different ways that we feel this communication? Yeah, I think it can happen a bunch of different ways. I think it can happen when we are um, least expecting it. We can just sort of feel the energy and and turn around and and maybe there's a squirrel sitting on the picnic table behind us kind of staring intently at us, you know, and and we just sort of feel that connection. I think it can go where um, if we're sitting open uh, with our senses open and we're, we're letting ourselves relax and take deep breaths and just with the intention of connecting, you know, whether it's with a tree or our dog and just letting ourselves be open to what feelings and thoughts and ideas and images we might receive you know, that's another way um, I think people can do it. You know, a common way that we think of is telepathic. You know, if you Google animal communication, 90% of what shows up is going to be telepathic focused where you're sending pictures or you're sending thoughts and images between two beings. And I think that can be powerful, and I also think that is not the only way. I've, I've met a lot of people who um, live and work with animals and, and have deep communications but would never consider it to be telepathic. They would consider it to be, for example, um, sensory, just aware, you know, physically aware. that They might start to feel in their own body something, you know, that, that then they turn and look at, a, at maybe a cow that they're with and, and they sort of see that, that oh, the cow, is, the, the, you know, the cow is stuck and I got this feeling of being stuck and I turn and I help the cow move and now the feeling goes away. Um, so that's an example, but I think what's what's really exciting about it is that if the first step is it just takes us being open to the possibilities, and then saying, "I'm just going to play with this and see what comes up for me." Right. Oh yes, definitely. Well, I know, even in my own experience, it's it's almost like I can hear them more than I can see pictures, and sometimes it's pictures, but it's almost like. I can see in their eyes what they're what they're saying. So many times my horses will just say, just calm and focus on the moment. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, and that's exactly what I need to do because I'm in such a rushing hurry for everything that we think we need to get done. And it's just like you skip the important things. And uh, I, that's that's how I communicate a little more than I would say pictures. So, yeah, I believe... There are numerous ways to communicate. How do you feel on communicating kind of in the, like the spiritual, how it fills you with a sense of calming or happiness or things like that? Do you think that's a possible way we communicate also through nature and animals? I, I do, and I think when we are open to communication with other beings, one of the things that I know it's, it does for me is it, it allows me to see that that you know, the, the world is not human-centered. And so much of what we are told, you know, in our cultural voices and in the advertisements we see and the expectations <laughs> of the human world is that it's human-centered. And I think when we allow ourselves to explore the nature and animal communication in whatever way that manifests for us, 
which we can talk a little bit more like what you said, pictures, some people, sounds, others, you know. Um, it allows us to sort of see that there are a lot of beings on this earth living their own lives for their own intents and purposes, and their views matter too. You know, even even if um, their lives are shorter or what they're doing is different, it doesn't mean that their views don't matter in the moment, you know, and that it, I think it does a really nice job of decentering um, the the human, you know, the top of the pyramid kind of image of the human at the top, and instead helps us just put ourselves in the web with the other beings that are, are that we're sharing this amazing earth with, you know. And to me, that's a huge mystery. Why are we all here together? We might as well communicate. <laughs> we might as well get to know each other because we're all here together at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, because we, we all live under the same sky, and it's like treating each other equally. Because, I mean, some of my best teachings have come from my animals and nature. I mean, it's just, they're so truthful. Animals do not lie to you. They just tell you the truth. And I'm like, I love that. I just absolutely love. They are so honest. They're, they're all about integrity. They won't. They won't fill you with things that are not true. And that to me is just, it's just amazing how they are always, they just love unconditionally and they're always truthful to you. How how do you view that with the animals? Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I think that there's a lot of, um, at least in my experiences, I, you know, there's a lot of ego layers with humans that sometimes we have to sort of wade through <laughs> that <laughs> I haven't experienced it the same way with animals. And, you know, it, it does seem a little bit more hard on the sleeve, honest, cards on the table. Here's how it is. You know, here's what I'm experiencing. Here's what I want to share with you. And I think sometimes that can be a surprise. And I think sometimes, um, you know, when we're open to this and we may be questioning is this for real did i really just hear that message or, or see that message or feel that message you know sometimes it's hard because these are pure so often such pure messages that i know i've been struck at times by how how refreshing that is because that mm-hmm. isn't always the case you know dealing yes. i mean most people are truly lovely but you know we all have those moments in our lives where we're we're dealing with stuff that it's like I don't think I'm getting the straight story here. I don't think I don't think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm you know the cards are not on the table right now in this conversation with this person or or whatever it is. Um, so we can learn a lot from that. I think that's the other thing. Not only what they're sharing with us, but how they share it. I think mm-hmm. we can learn a lot from that. Oh, I agree. I totally agree with that because being I mean humans one to one each one has all their own issues they're dealing with too and maybe something is striking them more at that moment and they're just not quite in the conversation like the way an animal is. An animal is in the moment with where you are at right now and I I love that. I just, that can be so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, and it's such a wisdom I think that they carry because animals are in Mm -hmm. the moment with where they are, they are at as well. You know, it's, it's, um, Generally speaking, it's it's just such a refreshing wisdom, and it's something that I strive. I, I certainly don't achieve that 100 percent in my in my own life, but I I strive for it because it, it's it's admirable. I think. 
Yes, yes, I do too. I admire that in the animals. And like I said, their honesty. I just love their honesty with you. I mean, I can look at my little red healer's eyes, and he is just so honest and pure with me on how, what he's thinking and how he's feeling. And it's always they're more they want to. Like him, he always wants to please. He needs to know what he knows what I'm needing at that moment, and he's there for me. And that's what I I just love that. That means so much to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and how do you go ahead? Oh no, I was going to say, and I think that's where our relationships can deepen with our animals. You know, when we mm-hmm. when we see them and experience them, and, and like you just described with your red healer, um, you know, it allows our connections with them to just go to places that, you know, it, it just it's not just oh, this is my dog, you know, it becomes, this is a soul being Mm -hmm. that I am sharing my life with. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's family. He's my family is what he is to me. Totally, my animals are my family. And how do you feel that animals and nature too, how do they enrich our lives when we take the time to appreciate them and realize they are a living soul just like us? Yeah, what a beautiful question. You know, I think that the levels of enrichment are so many. On the one hand, you know, the animals can remind us to slow down, to pay attention, to be more present like we were just discussing, to notice Mm -hmm. the beauty around us, to to be aware of of what's going on around us. Um, And, you know, if we allow ourselves to be open to experimenting, you know, with the possibility of communication, even if we're not sure it's happening for us or whatever, even just saying, this is possible, I'm going to be open to it, I think it expands our souls and it expands our our circle of compassion and empathy and the ability to understand the perspective of others, humans and non-humans. I mean, it's, it's like, um, I think if we can allow ourselves to entertain the idea that there's agency and intrinsic wants and needs and desires in the beings that we live near, um, you know, it, it, it forces us to to see to see the world with a compassionate lens, and and perhaps even to, to really be empathetic and sympathetic, and and then perhaps caring and action oriented around it. You know, if if people are in love with a tree in their park and the birds in that tree, and then you know, that tree is vandalized, you know, people are going to rise up. I've seen that in my own community. I'm, I mean, one person carved into this tree and, you know, the community rose up and said, no, 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 we are not having this. This this tree, we are, we are here. We're going to protect this tree. We're going to take care of the, the damage. Um, you know, we just start to see our community as, as not just human. Right, right. You see, we start to see them more as everything around us is living, and we're all under the same sky. And I I just love that. I kind of feel it helps us to go deeper inside and search our own inner souls to find find what we're needing to find in in our life, to be able to give back to others, be they human or be they non-human, be it in the nature or animal form. How do, you, how do you feel about that? Do you think it helps us go back in more into our inner souls and search inside of ourselves? 
Definitely. In fact, as you're saying that, I'm thinking there's been so many uh, sessions I've done with clients where the session started out with a person having you know, a question or a concern about one of their companion animals. But then the session morphed into the animal providing advice and, and sharing some concerns and, and thoughts about something the person was going through. And so it was such a, you know, it's a beautiful synergy <laughs> ending up mm-hmm. with the person saying, wow, I, I, that, is, that is so wise. I do need to dig in. I do need to reflect on this. You know, I'm thinking of one case where the person was concerned about her dog's anxiety and they had worked with a vet and they had, you know, done some, you know, behavior and the dog was still just really stressed. And so we thought, well, let's go see if we can find out anything. And the dog immediately goes into this whole thing about how much this person was working and how stressed out she was. And she ends up in the phone call going, oh, my gosh, that is so true. I I am. And it was really a gift for her and for her dog. And she wrote me back a couple months later. She said, you're not going to believe how much calmer we both are now, <laughs> you know. I mean, the dog was, was was sharing with her the experience, but then also had was really ready to say, hey, you need to back off of that computer thing that you humans think is so great, you know, <laughs> like we need to <laughs> Um, and so it was beautiful, and it did, you know, it did help her to go inside. And, and I've I've experienced similar things where that it's it's like I was probably going to miss that, and I do need to dig in there. I do need to look at this thing. I do want to reflect on whatever it is. Right. Yes. Um, oh, that that answers that so beautiful because I I feel that so much. Even like this morning, just taking the time to hear the birds. And look at the beautiful sunrise because it was kind of foggy here and it was almost like the sun was was burning through the fog to just say, here I am, I'm coming through today and you'll have sunshine. And I'm like, oh, how beautiful. And then the birds, it was almost like they were coming right in harmony and saying, yes, the sun is coming, here it is. And And if you take the time to just experience that, for me personally, it's such a beautiful, calming feeling on the inside. It's a reassurance of that we're all we're all under the same sky. We all live together, and to me, we can all live in harmony like that. And that's what I think is so beautiful. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, and I and I think what you described there too about. You're, you're, you know, waking up, looking at the sunrise, listening to the birds, and, and kind of being in that space of openness. And, you know, that's also, I think, for a lot of us, is a rich place for the possibility of, of the, you know, communication in whatever forms that that's going to happen for us. You know, when we slow down and take that pause. And, you know, I think a lot of times appreciating beauty, noticing noticing the world around us is, is absolutely the first step to to potentially having that deeper communication interaction that can potentially, like we just have been talking about, can do so many things for us and, and how we contribute to the world. Yes. Um, yes. Well, that is, like you said, taking the time to just experience it. So, like if some of them are saying, well, I'm having a hard time, how do I figure out what I what steps do I slowly need to start if this is something that I would really like to experience in my life? How would you recommend that they kind of start with baby steps to start experiencing these the animals and nature around them? Yeah, I was hoping we would get to this for sure. Um, I think this is because <laughs> there's some fun things we can all go play with and 
experiment with. But the first thing is we have to say to ourselves, okay, I'm going to be open to the possibility of this. There may be voices in my head. There may be cultural beliefs. There may be, you know, religious um, beliefs. There may be things inside of me that are really important to me, but that are making me question if this is possible. And I'm not going to ignore those things, but I'm just going to say, I'm open. I'm going to go play. There's nothing to, there's no risk here. There's nothing to lose here, you know. And then the next piece is, is finding a little bit of time to just say like what we just talked about, you know, just being in appreciation, taking a walk through the neighborhood and really the first, you know, first focus is noticing the tree that maybe you've walked by a thousand times and this time you're going to stop for a minute and just, oh, you are just a gorgeous tree. Look at, look at your beautiful bark and you've got so many um, birds living, you know, whatever it is. So the second piece is just being open and taking that one, that one conscious step of saying, I'm going to notice today when I'm out in the world and in my yard or my garden, whatever, I'm going to notice it differently. I'm going to just pay more attention. And then the next piece is, is to re- release expectations, but just, you know, we can talk out loud and just say, wow, I would love if there's anything you want to share. I am here. I am open. You know, just let ourselves breathe. And then whether we, we sense it, we hear words, we see images, you know, we get flashes of ideas. Or, or maybe later that day we take, you know, go to bed and we have a dream about a tree we were talking to that morning. You know, there's being just open to how does our relationship with that tree build and paying attention to what happens. So if we do open ourselves up and we do feel something or we do hear something, instead of immediately going, oh, yeah, there's no way. There's absolutely no way the tree just told me that. Just saying, well, maybe there mm-hmm. is. Maybe the tree did. And the other thing I really encourage people to do, and I, I do this still, is, is to keep a journal. It doesn't have to be elaborate hours a day kind of journal, but just a little logbook of these experiences. You know, saying things like, this morning I was in my garden and I, I stuck with my tomato plant and this is what I think I heard or this is what I think I saw when I asked this question. Close the journal, go on with life. And, and what you what you start to do in that case is create your own your own um, memory book, your own set of experiences. The things that, that you have experienced are really the teachers. They're really where we can focus and, and we can develop our skills further. You know, we can go to workshops and all that, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. sitting with a tomato plant in the garden and having an experience that might have meaning for you, you know, that's what we don't want to forget. And then going back and oh. kind of flipping through our journal over time, we can go, oh, look at my patterns. This is how this works for me. This is the way that I mm-hmm. tend to communicate most naturally. Oh. oh, wow. Oh, I just love that. That was just beautiful. I love just be open to hear. And I love the journaling to write down your experiences because that is something I thought about the other day. Why don't I – I just thought about that. Why don't I start writing down what I, I hear from them and what, what thoughts come into my mind when I'm around my horses or out in nature with the birds and stuff. And, yes, you are creating your own memory book. And then you can go back and what I, because I go back in my mind a lot of times and think, oh, that's what they said. Oh, how important that is. But if you have it written down, it's even more meaningful because then you remember it exactly. Oh, I love that idea. That was beautiful. <laughs> 
Well, and the other thing it allows is, is as people are getting used to it and starting to try to trust the process and all of that, mm-hmm. you, you know, it allows us to go back to and go, oh, my gosh, okay, so the horses said that that day. And and then we can look in our life and see how that advice actually played out. And, and it just allows it allows it to – I know that was my process was I had to build faith in all this stuff for a really mm-hmm. long time before I would even share it with anybody because – I had a lot of skeptical voices in my head and, and a lot of, of, you know, it was very easy for me to say, oh, I wish that was true, but I'm sure it's not. And it was the experiences mm-hmm. over time that made me start going, "That there's no way that's not true. I mean, the, the data is stacking up here. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. I can't ignore that now. But it took, it took time and me remembering those moments and keeping track of them. Oh. Yes, yes, I can relate so to that because I'm a, for so long I thought, oh, did I really hear that or was that just in my mind? People are going to think I'm crazy if I say, say that. They're going to say, how can you do that? How that's not what they said. And I'm like, oh, but it's not a coincidence because I hear it so often, and that's I just love that. I mean, I hear it so much from my horses to just relax. It's all going to be okay. Just focus on the moment. And I'm like, I, that is, it can't always just be my imagination that I hear that from all three of them. I'm like, okay, they're all seeing me in the same light and have the same thought. <laughs> you know, and, and I love what you're saying because it's like I've done presentations on this and, and so many times people come up to me afterwards and in a quiet little voice pull me off to the side and they want to share mm-hmm. stories of their own communication experiences, but they're afraid to share them widely because people don't want to be judged, you know. And we, right. and so I think the other thing I would say to the listeners is, is there's a lot of people out there. You know, this is there's good company, you know, people who are yes. communicating with animals and nature. It's, <laughs> it is not, um, it is not out in left field. It is it is very normal. Yes. Oh, I I have learned that over the years, and I just love it because I mean it is so, it's so vibrant to be able to express that and to feel that feeling through animals and nature. It, it is just beautiful. I would highly suggest to all of our listeners that are interested in it to really, really do some of these things to just take the steps because the. The feeling it gives your body and your soul, it, it is incredible. I I just love it. It's hard to put into words, really, when you experience it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. And I, and I think, you know, there's all these voices around us. We live in this multi-voiced mm-hmm. world. And so the more we can do to, to hear those voices and interact with them, the richer everybody's life will become. I, I, I deeply believe that with all my heart and soul. Oh. Yes. I deeply believe that too. I totally believe it. I believe it helps us all live in harmony together, and yeah. we're all we're all living souls. That's how I feel, and I just I just feel we all live under the same sky, and I just love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Deb, this thirty minutes has just flown by. I I truly believe we need to do a sequel to this animal and nature communication because there is there is so many things that we just fairly touched on that we could I feel we could go into so much more detail this was just beautiful <laughs> oh I would love to do a sequel yeah I, I agree we could talk for hours so yeah that's it's yeah. a date yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh that sounds great I I agree it's definitely a date well what are some final tips you would like to leave with our listeners today 
you know, the first tip would just be let yourself, if you're interested and curious, just let yourself go through, you know, a few days saying, what if I could communicate with all the beings around me? What if we could just interact and communicate? Let me play with it. Do I feel silly? Let me just deal with all the stuff that my mind is going to do around that. Mm-hmm. You know, and be open to it. And then the second piece is, is, is maybe find some of those moments to go sit outside or sit closely with your dog by the, you know, the couch and just breathe deeply and just say, I'm open. I'm open. I have no expectations here, but I'm open. And just start to observe what, what does, doesn't happen, when it happens, and then just start that little journal process we talked about. Even if it's one bullet point every couple of days that gets in there, just start tracking your experiences and your, your desires around this. Oh. oh, that was beautiful. Beautiful tips. Oh, thank you so much, Deb. That was great. And we are doing a sequel. We've already said there is a date, and it will happen, listeners. <laughs> this is awesome. I already made some more notes for the next sequel. <laughs> Excellent. (laughs) Well, I want to thank you, Deb, and I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this incredible interview with our amazing diva, Deb Matlock. And be sure to stay tuned each month as Deb Matlock will share her amazing wisdom and knowledge with all of us. And be sure to check out all the hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. Remember, have a fantastic day. Be kind to all. Go out in nature and enjoy yourself and give your animals an extra hug and share your love with them. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.